0: Moses. I'm Stephanie, and I'm Igby, and we are getting Hatchies lit. McQueen. you're getting lit. I wish. I wish.
1: You're going on vacation, so this is my. This is, <laughs> this is my small version.
0: Mm, you know who I'm going on vacation with,
1: <laughs> mm, which is why I'm not going on this vacation.
0: <laughs> it should be fun, except. We're in Mexico and she draws a lot of attention to herself, so we'll see how that goes. Don't get me that. <laughs> I'll try not to. I just have to outrun everybody else. Um, I believe in you. Thank you. But welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the Chismet Queens. And if you're new to the podcast, um, you know, we've been Hi. here for a bit. Hi. <laughs> but Chismet means gossip. And we have all the gossip. We have all the tea on Married at First Sight. Today we are covering season 16, episode 13 um, in Nashville. So before we hop into that, though, Igby, do you have any chisme? Do you have any chisme? I have a little bit of chisme. Um, Well, chisme and a half. <laughs> so Gina, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you in a little bit. Gina okay. of this season made a big mistake, a big no-no. She went on her social media and put a hand up like this there's no ring on it mm, shocker are we sh- i know we're not shocked spoiler but, alert um hmm, i said sent- <laughs> oh my gosh the preview for next week clint is doing this with a feather to her arm and she just looks like so uncomfortable so turned off and so over
1: <laughs> i'm so not looking forward to next week because next week if you didn't know is the sex episode that they have every yeah. season where they Send them the basket of weird shit and make us all uncomfortable by dry humping mm-hmm. on TV. But I don't think that's yep. going to be happening this season because nobody likes each other.
0: There's that. There's that one. Except
1: for Chris and Nicole, and they've already done the do. So,
0: well, maybe she
1: off because she had to wash somebody's hair. She's very busy at the salon. She was in her car. Yeah, going <laughs> to the salon. Coming home from the salon.
0: Mm-mm, mm-mm,
1: mm-mm. She was in the salon parking lot. I saw it out at the, at the window. <laughs> sure salon is life
0: um my next thing is did you watch after party you know i didn't okay well that's fine um the only thing i got from it is that keisha is like super pregnant and like possibly bedridden i don't know because after party is now filmed in her house and her house looks like a studio it is gigantic and beautiful
1: okay so i did it was on the tv but i wasn't watching it it's her house i thought they just moved it to atlanta where she lives because she can't travel to LA.
0: She said, my home.
1: Of Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Oh, I thought that was her house. I was like, oh. girl,
1: <laughs> I know she was on the Cosby show, but that was a long time ago. And then uh, residual checks stopped because <laughs> there's no more reruns of that shit.
0: <laughs> well, may- maybe it's, um, wasn't she in some like other, like made for TV movies and stuff? That's pretty lucrative for those, you know actresses who don't have movies going into the theaters
1: and actually i do think she is on like a some like tyler perry show or something that's like on yeah, TV yeah. or something random she's got but money still. i don't know
0: what her husband does be fine he's fine <laughs>
1: <laughs> well two people say
0: it is true that's right i can't believe they that's just got right. married last year mm-hmm. i don't care you'd
1: think that's she'd good. be giving some more advice well i guess not she's still a newlywed too so what does she know
0: yeah <laughs> She gives pretty good advice, though. It's very thoughtful, but it also could be written down, <laughs> fed in her ear, maybe. And those fake tweets are still tweeting during the after party. <laughs> so stupid.
1: <laughs> I don't know whose dumb idea that was.
0: <laughs> like, because it literally really
1: makes ridiculous. no sense. Yeah, but
0: I will. But yeah, I don't, That's all. But she's. I had not much. Sorry.
1: It's all good. You don't have time to be scrolling on social media looking at these losers
0: all day. Like, don't.
1: So, let's see. What do I got here? Ladies of San Diego, Mitch is on the prowl. He has been spotted on Bumble. So, if you see him, hit that swipe right. (laughs) But you have to
0: talk to him first on Bumble. That's the rules. That's probably why he signed up for it, so he doesn't have to make the first move. That's true.
1: But, I mean, all you have to do is say hi like the first message could literally be anything
0: yeah but mm.
1: the men are simple they'll reply to anything (laughs) trust (laughs) me i know the game too well uh let's see in other cheese man if you are interested in being uh or interested in finding love on television kinetic connect still is holding you down so they're currently casting for love's blind in washington dc minneapolis st paul minnesota which i thought was really random and that denver random. again i don't know why if they didn't do so successful at casting this show why would they try to cast a different
0: maybe with they almost met people... the same
1: concept
0: oh i was gonna say well maybe they met people they wanted to save for this show i don't know, I don't know.
1: but <laughs> If you're interested, loveisblind.castingcrane.com. I don't know what the... The stats aren't that great on that show either, huh?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, even that one... It's kind of a snore all in the middle. The beginning is interesting. The end is interesting. In the middle, just drags. I haven't seen the latest season, but that was the Dallas season. I was like, oh my god. That's not the latest. No, I know. The latest I'm saying on... there's... A... Oh. That's oh, what I mean. I, the I watched the now. Dallas season. I ha- Yeah, I haven't seen the, the
1: latest, latest one. The one that like came out today.
0: <laughs> they yes. released
1: the second half today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't watched it either. And I didn't watch the last one, but... Yeah, from my knowledge, the success rate is just as trash. I think the only people that are still married are Cam and um, Lauren from the first season. <laughs> but oh, well, see what else we have here. Your buddy was going in on the internet yet again. Ugh, which one? You know, your girl. Don't
0: say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, of course, she couldn't let Eric's engagement go by unnoticed.
0: Oh, my God. No. Miss Virginia.
1: I had to post that I guess there was a, some song. I don't know what song it is. Uh, and she says, sings the words that applied to your last relationship but the version where your ex-husband gets engaged less than a year after you cut him off. And then her caption, like the actual caption to the post is, hopefully third wife's a charm for him.
0: Wow. What a bitter Betty.
1: And then she was replying to people. Somebody um, told her that the whole situation was a bad look. That she's been divorced for over a year. Why are you making these videos dissing him? Stop looking at his social media. If you know, it's gonna affect you like that. And she says that people send her shit all the time, and she's kept her mouth shut. Oh, this was um, I think this was the fiance was saying this about Virginia's post that people are sending oh, it to her. She says, wow. She's in a healthy relationship. Move on. And then Virginia replied to her and says, Girlie, I truly hope he never does to you what he did to me, but it doesn't change anything he put me through. And then Ooh. home girl replied saying, you can do that without speaking about our relationship. If you were concerned, you would have sent this to me directly. Ooh. <laughs> and then Virginia replies back, just basically saying like, I'm posting this for my own reasons. And again, I hope you don't have to go through what I go through. Uh, when, he, she found his first ex-wife social media. He want, She wanted to speak to her. And mm-hmm. then Eric found out about it and like took her phone and all this chaos ensued. And then homegirl tells her again, if you were so concerned, you would have reached out directly. Like you," She says, I've seen the texts and emails between her and Virginia and Eric and they were both toxic to each other. So just let it go. <laughs> and then if you have something to say to me, DM me privately yeah done with the drama she
0: sounds kind of like an adult
1: yeah and then the fiance posted a story a little quote that says the smallest minds often come with the biggest mouths <laughs> oh shit <laughs> like girly <laughs> is not playing about her man okay Mm-mm. so eric's got a real one i guess
0: i guess so good for him
1: and other happy your news uh congratulations out to Diona and Greg, they've had their fourth wedding anniversary, I think last Aww. week. So, nice. again, a few times this does work, it <laughs> goes okay. <laughs> it goes okay. <laughs> their little baby is so cute. He's adorable. Uh, spoiler alert I believe Married at First Sight fan posted a spoiler that after the show wrap, Shaquille moved to Texas. He's what? in our street somewhere. It didn't say with really? or without Kristen or why or what but apparently that's the tea
0: now i know he was spotted at south by southwest but i just mm. thought because it's a big festival that people yeah. travel for yeah but i didn't think he was actually here <laughs> interesting so, we'll see
1: spot him at the h-e-b y'all oh and n- no surprise to me alexis has started a subscription service on instagram so if you want to give her your money to listen to her talk oh. about anything
0: I thought you meant a no. She hasn't gone full like lo-
1: full only blown OnlyFans. Only fans. <laughs> she's like one rap dress away, though. <laughs> so yeah, she's she's gone the IG route. Maybe it's to test the waters to see.
0: Yeah, because she does. She have a lot of followers. I don't care. Okay.
1: <laughs> and the last little bit of cheese mate I have is your boy Gil. Oh Got God. some new ink this week. <clears throat> he did a full like chest shoulder piece all in one sitting it's giving like wakanda forever vibes to me okay i was like all right nice job
0: put that on a credit card or save for it
1: i don't know because it was a big piece yeah a pretty chunk of change Mm -hmm. maybe he got the hookup for promoting it on ig
0: maybe there's that because he you know know he like you know he loved the deal (laughs) yep That's
1: great, but I believe that is all I have for today.
0: Okay, there's some good oh, cheese What?
1: Hmm. The biggest cheesemate of it all. Hmm. I don't know how much we can say on here, but Lifetime and Kinetic Connect have reached out to us, so you might be hearing some changes to the show coming soon. Just <laughs> kidding, April
0: Fool. You look like so what? <laughs> I was like, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> Surprise. Just
1: kidding. No, they don't. They don't give a shit about us. (laughs) Mm -mm. I should have made somebody fake pregnant.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) Can you
1: imagine? Just wait till those posts start coming in tomorrow. I hate those.
0: (laughs) Virginia's pregnant. (laughs) But man, that face. She looks terrible. She does. And I hate commenting on people's appearance and look, but that was a choice. Anyway. Yeah. So if y'all have any cheese myths. You go ahead and DM us on our social media accounts on Instagram. We are at Cheese McQueens Podcast, and on Twitter, we are at Cheese McQueens. Every Wednesday, Igby Live tweets the episode, and it's always a good time. It's so, true. this it's is true. true. And if you're enjoying this podcast, give us five stars, five stars, five stars on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. All right, let's get into this Married at First Sight, Season 16, Episode 13, Igby. Do you have a title?
1: I'm not acting crazy with you tonight. <laughs> when are you oh. not acting crazy? All of you are crazy.
0: <laughs> man, I was surprised how much screen time Shaquille and Kirsten actually had and it being about the exact same thing the whole time. <laughs> That's how boring
1: these episodes are. It's so
0: boring. It's hard to watch, man. I'm like, all right. Could you imagine if they were still two hours? No. No. <laughs> I'm glad they listened on one thing. They probably had to because they didn't have enough material. Probably so.
1: All right. Well, it's bad.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, since we're talking about them, let's go ahead and get it with Kirsten and Shaquille. Um, It starts off with Kirsten showing Shaq a house, a huge house that she's selling. It is gigantic.
1: There's been some speculation about how it goes on this show with these quote unquote realtors and Software engineers and all this kind of stuff, where it's like, Yeah, you know, not. yeah, her like Michaela, like, has doesn't have any selling history.
0: Oh, did people look it up?
1: Mm-hmm. Of oh. course, they did. Okay, so they're like, and- I don't know what she's doing for real for money, but it ain't this ain't it,
0: yeah. Because you know what? If she's selling $2.9 million listings, then she should have some furniture in her house, exactly. <laughs> If you're staging homes, you should have some of that staged furniture in your house.
1: Exactly. And if she's, you know, selling like she says she is, she should be outperforming Shaquille. I'm sure Mm -hmm. as an educator, that's not the, you know, wealthiest industry. Right. And uh, considering he's well-educated, who knows how much as far as student loan debt and all that kind of stuff is going Mm -hmm. on. So, yeah, for her to be begging him for... To foot the bill for everything. It's like, mm, why? Yeah. I mean, it should be you're the main breadwinner, the yeah. way you talking, but okay.
0: <laughs> anyway. Um, but nonetheless, he says he admires her. He thinks it's sexy sexy to see her in her element. Um, she gives him the whole tour, they go up and down the stairs, yada yada yada. Um, they both say that they can see themselves living there, kids running up and down the stairs, Friday night movies, the whole nine. Um, she says that she's feeling chemistry now with Shaquille. Um, and then they do have this little banter about, you know, buying a house. He says that he's been ready to buy a house for a while. Um, he just doesn't have any idea about any of this stuff. So, but when they actually start sitting down, they're talking about how she loves that he's talking about the kids and their future together and um, asks again, like, do you see yourself buying a house? And he's like, yeah, pretty soon. And she's like, oh, good. Cause like, I don't want to live in an apartment. Um, and he's like, well, you're the realtor. Tell me when the market's right. And she's like, it's right now, right now. It's right. You can buy it now. And he, he then starts pumping that, the brakes. Right. He's like, oh, Mr. I've always wanted, I'm, I'm ready to buy a house. Like yeah, no, I think we should wait. And she's like, okay, we'll wait after your lease is up. And his lease is up in three months. So he's changing his tune pretty fast. And he starts bringing up his student loans. He wants to be right financially, yada, yada, yada. And um, then she drops the bomb. Like he has to buy her a house. And this throws him for a loop. He's like, I have to buy it? And she's like, yep, you're the provider. You're the man. You're supposed to buy it. And he's like, you're not going to help. To which she says that she'll be on the deed. Like hell. (laughs) So he needs to uh, get uh, the cars as well. She wants him to get by the cars. She says, especially if she's pushing out them kids. So these are all like push gifts to her. And people have been quoting this back to to her and to uh, the world. She says, this is who I am. It looks like you're thinking. So we're going to have to keep thinking at home <laughs> to which everybody's like, when someone says who they are, that's Leave who they them. are. Yep. She has to be able to say her husband bought her a house. What is that mindset? That is crazy. So, so then, so Kirsten then takes Shaq to her childhood home and she says, this represents a great time. Her dad provided, um, what able, was able to buy them anything they wanted. They had big Christmases and then they got divorced. And to me i'm like i wonder why they got divorced uh could it be financial stress <laughs> because i'll tell you what i know a fan, one family like this where the the dad busts his ass and i think he does um he fixes atm machines this guy is always stressed out about money he is always working 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 to like probably has like heart conditions and whatever and her money is just hers she doesn't share it with anybody it's just hers and I was like oh my gosh (laughs) if my husband was like in such terrible health I would probably help him I think
1: hello Uh, what do you do when he drops dead and then the checks stop going like
0: right (laughs) oh my gosh it's so crazy so yeah and so she wonders why they didn't work out but um but she always thought they had this really great family and then you know in a flash they weren't all together anymore She said they split when she was eight, um, and Kirsten really wanted them to stay together forever, and she wished they could have worked through things. But in the end, she's better for it. It gave her a lot of strength to go through certain obstacles in life. Um, Again, she brings up that her dad provided everything, and that's why she has those expectations of Shaquille.
1: Which is interesting. You know, she's looking for someone like her dad, but your dad didn't have a successful marriage, so why would you use that as the example. Obviously something in the milk wasn't clean.
0: Right. Um, I hope sometime in the future they get an expert. I don't know. But that's something they should go over with. (laughs) That seems like really, really bizarre in this day and age to think like that. Um, She also makes this remark like, no one had to tell my dad what to do. He already knew what to do. And what needed to be done. No one had to tell him. Like why do I have to explain how to be a man to you. Shaquille basically. Um, which is also yeah, super she gross. says,
1: I wrote it down. She says. Um, she's talking about the high expectations. and She says that's why that's something that she wants out of her husband. As a man. He should be willing to provide. Especially without being forced to provide. I understand this is supposed to happen. But allow me to make it happen. The way I know it can happen. Without anybody forcing me to do it. Oh, that's what Shaquille says in response to her
0: Mm, saying that. Like,
1: okay, I get it, but let me do this my way.
0: Right. I don't know, man. But at the end of this, Shaquille hasn't even met the dad. (laughs) She doesn't want him. And isn't going to. Yeah, he isn't because um, Shaquille, there's not enough commitment from Shaquille in Kirsten's eyes. So she's not even going to let that happen if he's not serious, serious. So,
1: And her dad has no interest in the show and does not like the fact that she went on the show.
0: I don't blame him. <laughs> so um, next we have um, Kirsten meeting Shaquille's godmother and god sister. Uh, they travel to be there and, and they break out all the baby pictures.
1: I thought that was crazy. On Twitter, I was like, damn, Shaquille's flying people in and
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Kirsten isn't even willing for him to meet her family at all unless it's a yes at decision day. Yep. Wow.
0: It makes sense in her head, I guess. So um, they tell Kirsten that Shaquille has always been about the business. He is the oldest, even though he's not the oldest, he's always telling people what to do. And he's like the coordinator of the family. When his grandparents passed, he noticed that the family was kind of falling apart. And he's the one who stepped up to keep everybody together and started coordinating holidays and whatnot. Um, Then they talk about the wreck that happened that Shaquille has brought up before. It sounds absolutely horrible they all got thrown out of the car oh my gosh it
1: sounds so gnarly like i don't know how Mm -hmm. they all walked away from that like that's right insane
0: and the fact that they were in the hospital for two weeks they must have been really really bad man um but he says they wouldn't even give him updates about his family. So he didn't know what was going on with his siblings, with his mom, nothing for two whole weeks. That's so, ugh, no wonder it's so traumatizing. For real.
1: Yeah, until, like, they put them all in the same room at one time, like, randomly. Yeah. Like,
0: could you imagine? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. That's awful. Absolutely awful. Um. So then uh, Kirsten asks how that she can support Shaquille. And basically their advice is just to show up, be present. And when he needs you, be there. That's the best way to support him. Kind of short and sweet. The food looked real good. Um.
1: <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. They had no.
0: food.
1: And you <laughs> know I would be looking. I, I know. That's how uninterested I am in this show. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice. I was too busy tweeting with my friends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so next, they have like a Nerf gun fight with Eris and Jasmine. Which is stupid, right? Like, why are you shooting Nerf guns? They didn't have enough insurance for paintball? Because I was really confused.
1: I don't know. I know on Twitter I said that um, I 100% guarantee Eris was going for face shots.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Looks like they were getting their ass whipped at the end. Thankfully. I know. So yeah, they shoot Nerf guns at each other, which is weird. But um, then they split up and Shaq is with Jasmine and Kirsten is with Eris. This is like a really short scene. But basically, Shaq and Jasmine are chatting and she tells Shaquille that Eris has shared a lot of things with her. He's being super vulnerable and that's giving her a lot of hope. Um, some days she feels like they'll be married forever. And then other days it feels like he's just counting down the days to decision day so he can say a no. Um, either way, she's just trying to stay true to herself. Um, and then Shaquille asks, what does Jasmine want? He tells her that he's... That she's beautiful inside and out. He's not flirting. Although that was up for debate amongst everybody. Um, But that she just needs to be true to herself. And Jasmine says, yep, I'm a bad bitch. And I'm just going to continue to do what I do. Okay. (laughs) Do you think they were flirting? I don't. I don't. I don't. She was laughing. I guess people are thrown off because she was smiling and laughing. And she doesn't do that with her husband. (laughs) Probably.
1: Probably. No, I didn't think, think but I didn't find it
0: flirtatious. It's just like laughing at a friend's joke.
1: It was just a genuine compliment.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, yeah, and then they switch over to Kirsten telling Eris that her and Shaq are making progress. There's an attraction. It's growing for her, and they're doing pretty well. Um, And then it goes back. Shaq is kind of saying the opposite. He's saying it's a day by day situation. She has super high expectations, showing her, him, him a $2.9 million house and saying, like, you need to get me something like this. Um, to which he says things like, let's just get past decision day. And Jasmine says, don't say that because <laughs> that's not helping, yeah. which is true. Um, he brings up the fact that her dad has always provided and that's what she expects from him. And he hasn't met the dad. And Jasmine asks if he's bothered by that. And first he's like, tries to say no. She goes, no, really, are you bothered? And he is 100% bothered by not Mm -hmm. meeting her father. So the last part, um, they're talking about, uh, I'm going back just to uh, Shaquille and Kirsten. They have a chat about uh, their outing. Um, Kirsten is inhaling this salad, which looks like Shaquille is (laughs) fine. He finds it disgusting. (laughs) Doesn't like to watch his wife eat, apparently. Um, she doesn't think her expectations are too high. If he wants to replace her Mercedes with a Lamborghini, that should be good. And he's like, yeah, no, it'd be like a Honda or Toyota or something like that. And she says she's joking about the car, but just the car. (laughs) She, he still needs to buy her a house. Um, she then tells him, you know, he, he, there's back and forth with these two. Um, but she basically tries to tell him that he's blowing things out of proportion Um, and he, to which he says that she can't be comparing herself or their marriage to other people's marriages and what other people have, what they have is good. What what they, and what her, him and Kirsten have is, should be good enough. Um, she gets kind of annoyed at this point and she doesn't want to talk about it anymore. And he kind of forces the conversation because she's uncomfortable. Um, but also he's kind of rude about it too. He's like, tells her to stop chewing with her mouth open and all
1: that. It was straight up catty. It was.
0: It really was. I didn't. It was uncomfortable to see him so nasty. Um, and <laughs> she just tells him that they're get, when they get to that point in their marriage where they're ready to buy a home, you know, they'll see what they get approved for. And he's like, well, that's not what you said. And you said that you needed to buy a house. And she just tells him he's overreacting and he shouldn't be putting pressure on himself that he'll be fine. And that's where they end their, their little scene there that they're crazy
1: but yeah in that conversation he was really driving it home that like she's changing her tune where initially it was Shaquille needs to buy a house and now you're saying we can buy a house but it's that's not what you that's not what your first mind said your first mind said mm-hmm. I am solely responsible for purchasing a home for the both of us that would be in both of our names mm-hmm. but now you want to say we so which one is it sis
0: i i don't think she thinks she's saying two different things she is saying let's see what we get approved for and whatever that is you're still paying for it right i think that's her mindset right <laughs> uh, so she's uh she's uh, something but uh let's move on who do you want to go with
1: i don't care
0: all right go with clinton gina another boring segment <laughs>
1: yeah the notes are real short on them because they were like barely in this episode
0: they were yeah that's true so big mouth then geico <laughs>
1: caveman right? oh, i see it every time so there i think we have 20 days left till decision day I
0: think and so. we
1: we see them going on a little um excursion like the whole theme of this episode was talking about your past and your younger self and blah 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 boring no one cares yeah the most popular tweet i had this week was talking about how i didn't like the um letters to your younger self exercise overwhelmingly people are like me too we hate this (laughs) shit it's boring
0: it's not only boring it's super cringy not in a good way
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's good cringe
0: i think so (laughs) Mm.
1: so clint takes gina to a soccer field And uh, he kind of lets her know that he's never really had like natural ability in sports. Uh, So he had to really work hard and that soccer taught him to persevere and to be persistent and, you know, gave him that kind of perspective on it. Uh, He says, even though he hated the sport, he wanted to still get better. And he also says that uh, soccer really gave him um, a competitive spirit that really sparked up in him. And Gina says that she and Clint have a similar mentality in that sense where they don't want to give up on things. And she hopes that they can apply that to their marriage, essentially. Uh, and, you know, they kick around the ball a little bit. Gina scores on him. Good for her. <laughs> um, but that's pretty much as far as that went. Yeah. And Gina showed Clint the hair school where she started her career as a stylist and she said that she'd already gone through college we knew this Uh, she was working in broadcasting and then she decided she didn't want to do that anymore and wanted to (laughs) do hair so she yeah went back to school and started a new career path she says that she made a crazy decision by deciding to do something different but it was something that she had been thinking about since she was 18. She says that she eventually like to build an educational platform and maybe own her own hair school one day. So it seems like she does really have a passion for um, educating. Um, I know we've talked about it before. She tours around and does seminars and conferences mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. She's an ambassador for a brand. Uh, so it is something that she's genuinely interested in. So yeah.
0: good on her. And you can tell like she seems like a good mentor and genuine person
1: yeah we see that a little bit later yeah Um, but clint says that gina is definitely got some risk-taking characteristics and you know for her to completely change her profession and career path is bold um, but he likes it he says that she's adaptable she's moldable she's able to make that mental pivot and she changed the trajectory of her life he says that it reminds him of his own transition when he decided to get out of uh I guess he was trying to be a pilot and then he switched over to the tech industry. I mean, I'm pretty sure like job security probably had a big, (laughs) big I just thought
0: that was his like hobby.
1: I did too, but apparently it, it turned into a hobby after. Yeah. It, I don't know, it went maybe a different way than he thought it was going to, but he says that now that he's getting to know more about her and learn more about her, He's has more patience for her salon and her business, because considering, you know, she did a full turn, uh, it's really a big accomplishment to, for her to have built herself up to where she is now. Yeah. And then after that, the last scene we kind of see them in is Girls Night Plus Clint. Clint again. Like, <laughs> why is it always Clint and the girls? The girls from the salon. The girls from the salon. We're the girls from the salon. <laughs> so... She has her friends over and she's making a lasagna. And like we were saying before, uh, the ladies kind of gush over Gina and talk about how she's, um, you know, so great I'm in bad, the salon and, <laughs> and how she's um, really patient with them. And again, uh, I know one of the girls was talking about how she's always willing to help and answer questions and is really good with multitasking and keeping everything afloat. And they just have nothing but good things to say about her. Mm -hmm. and uh they talk about her organizational skills her leadership traits and uh, yeah that's basically it there uh they try the lasagna it meets clint's uh standards i guess it gets the seal of approval even though it was pre-shredded cheese and not hand shredded (laughs) please but yeah that was basically them this episode very short and sweet not a lot happened
0: yeah Okay, well, let's move it along. Um, we'll do Chris and Nicole next. So when Nicole takes Chris to an Italian deli slash market, it looks like, she says this place reminds her of home. It's a big comfort to her. Food is a big comfort to her. So she really feels, you know, near and dear to her roots when she goes there. Um, she does share with us that she's afraid of getting deeper with Chris because she doesn't know when or if his feelings will feel uh, be different by learning more about her, she tells him that she's always wanted and received attention. She's an attention whore and has been since the beginning. Um, but and her parents always gave her attention. Um, but her when she started high school, she kind of went through this wild phase, and her parents were so trusting and loving they didn't even notice. Um, but she started lying, cutting school, staying out late. Her grades were failing. She would even confess. She was so ashamed of the lying to her parents. She would confess at church, um, but she was really putting herself in bad situations with bad people just to try and fit in. In an ITM, Chris says that he doesn't know if he would have married old Nicole because it reminds him of some of his exes she wants him to know all of her so he can decide really decide if he wants to be with her on decision day
1: yeah i know i was like okay so nicole was
0: a liar and a follower Ooh. Yikes. yes <laughs> yes, <great>. and yes. <laughs> but it's high school like are you the same person you were in high school no and if you are <laughs> no you're not oh. i'm way
1: meaner now <laughs>
0: So next, they're reading letters to their younger selves. Um, Nicole reads both of theirs, um, which is interesting. Basically, Chris's letter says, don't let anyone walk over you. It's not worth it. In the end, you sacrifice yourself. Talk with your dad about your relationship. Um, Try to make it stronger. Tell your mom how you really feel about her bad boyfriends. He thinks that she would listen. Um, She then he then tells Nicole that the guy that He's talking about the guy, the bad boyfriend. He was an alcoholic, verbally abusive, um, would throw things around, threatened to kill the dog. Um, he really wished he had spoken up because he does think that his mom would have taken his opinion into consideration, but he never did. So, um, Nicole thinks his mom and her have a lot in common. They chose the wrong guys all the time, um... But she doesn't know if Chris can make that connection yet.
1: Yeah, at this point, I was like, oh, now it is all making sense.
0: Yes, yes. It is
1: all making sense why you are like Chris. (laughs) I'm like, damn. I know I said, too, on Twitter, like, the trauma bonding the two of them are Mm -hmm. doing, like, I hate it. Yeah, like, it's bad. <laughs> They've both had some really tough stuff happen in the past.
0: Definitely. Mm. So then um, she reads her letter. She tells her preteen self that she's going to go through a lot of changes. Um, she's not going to be in gymnastics anymore. Uh, she wants her self to know that you do not know the best about everything. People will try and take advantage of you. Be strong. She wants her to take all life has to offer and don't feel lesser just because you had a poor start to your adulthood. You'll meet a wonderful man. Everything will work out for you and you turn out to be fabulous. So Chris asks why she didn't feel worthy of love. And she goes back to that first relationship who burned her figuratively and literally to her core. Um, She protected her heart for so long, blocked out kind of all the potential relationships because she wasn't open. But in this relationship, she came in open and willing to risk it all. And if they broke up, um, even if it was amicable, it would still break her heart. She's not confident that he won't, uh, that her heart won't be broken. But if heartbreak is in the end result, she'll take all of the happy days that her and Chris have had. Mushy. So then Chris takes her to a paint store. So his dad has a painting business and all of the brothers work for him at one point in their lives. And uh, he shares that... Growing up was tough. They had um, standard visits, you know, every other weekend with their dad. He really looked forward to those things and uh, those weekends, and he loved his dad, but things got really strained um, after a point. Um, it sounds like he was pretty verbally abusive. Um, he does know that his dad cares, but he didn't like working for him at all. His dad was a perfectionist, and every little thing that was out of line, you know, it had to be talked about, I guess. Um, Overall, it was tough. Um, The dad was not a good role model. He had to learn all the husband stuff from other influences, so he's just doing the best he can, basically. Um, It taught him what he did not want to be. Um, Nicole's soaking all of this in. Um, She's loving how vulnerable he is. She appreciates that he's telling her all of that, and now she knows that he's not being nice Just to make like a good impression, it's kind of the result of how he grew up and doing the complete opposite of what he's seen. Um, She wants to be his safe space and him sharing this with her shows that she is that safe space. Um, But things with his dad have taken a turn for the better. It changed uh, when his dad watched Coda, uh, his dog. I guess he was going somewhere or had to do something and no one could watch the dog and the dad volunteered, um, even drove halfway up to, to meet him. And that was the big turning point in the relationship. He thinks that's when he started to love again. He really loved the companionship with Coda. His dad also just loves Nicole. He thinks she's a really good person. And even this whole married at first sight process has brought Chris and his dad closer together. So Nicole says that, you know, she would meet nice guys in the past and think they were nice, but then they turn out not to be nice. And she had that kind of feeling with Chris that he's too nice and... Maybe something will lurk up, you know? Mm -hmm. But now it's gone. And she 100% trusts him and believes in him. Uh, The last scene they have is they're painting a silly painting of gibberish.
1: dinosaur.
0: Oh Oh my god. Chris does his accents. Nicole is loving it. She does say that their painting is a clusterfuck. But... They had a good time painting it and that's about it and that dog was rolling all over their bed Did you i see said that, that to you? <laughs> i was like the dogs are going nuts in the bed in the background <laughs> like what are they doing
1: humping each other
0: but yeah but that's all i have for them our only love story <laughs> all right last one your fave jasmine and aaron
1: all right short and sweet knock it out do it all right so it opens with jasmine having a friend over her friend Nikki. And they're kind of talking about how things are going. And Jasmine says that married life has been a roller coaster. Uh, She hasn't been used to being so vulnerable and expressing her feelings to a man. She says that she'd become accustomed to avoiding conflict and hard conversations because she doesn't want to be confrontational. She says that's her way of navigating her feelings. Uh, She didn't think this whole process was going to be as hard as it is. Jasmine tells Nikki that she just needed a cute man in order to be attracted to him. But now she's in a place where the attraction is dying and it's because she doesn't feel secure and she doesn't feel wanted. She wants to feel attraction in order to give that same feeling back. So if he's not attracted to her, she's not feeling it with him because of that.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? And no wonder she lit up with Shaquille when he gave her a compliment, like a genuine compliment. She probably hasn't heard, you're a beautiful person in a very long, five weeks. Exactly. It's like, what? Five weeks.
1: Someone, (laughs) one is listening to me. One is making eye contact with me. One is saying something nice about me. These are all things I have not gotten in the last month. Yes. So, of course,
0: she's going to be all grins. But again, just genuine, Yeah. like, a comp, taking a comp, I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? I am beautiful. I am a bad bit. <laughs> uh,
1: she says that she feels like if they don't find common ground and start building, it's just gonna just keep going downhill from here and it's gonna fade even faster than it already is. Because you can <laughs> see she's been checked yes. out just as much as he has. Yeah, because now he's deciding, oh, I want to open up and all this. It's too late, mm-hmm. just like you were playing her in the beginning. She's like, all right, fine, this is what yep. we're doing. Then. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, Her friend Nikki says she's, you know, sad to hear that all this is going on because Jasmine has always dreamed about being married. And she tells her that she shouldn't shut down. And then that's when Jasmine says, okay, I do understand why we were matched and that we are, could be compatible. But she says that they both need to put in more work, uh, especially Eris. Mm -hmm. So that's the end of that scene. The next scene we see is Eris taking jasmine to a card shop because as a kid he used to collect baseball cards and he thinks this is like a great way to open up to her and that this would provide her kind of with a safe space so that she can be more vulnerable with him as well so he talks about how when he was a kid his family moved a lot he was always a new kid in class he was also only child Um, so all this kind of stuff made him be very independent and also made him uh, able to adapt to different situations and different people. But at the same time, he also was the type to kind of get up and leave, because he never had anything like permanent, like he was all mm-hmm. moving around, and he didn't want to get attached to anything, basically. So he says that this pattern of behavior is kind of bled into his relationships as well. Uh, you know, when things aren't going the way he wants, I guess he's, Chucks up the deuces onto the next one. Hmm, Haven't haven't seen that before. (laughs) And that's when Jasmine is like, wow, I have no response (laughs) for that. But she says like in an ITM that this is is the problem right here. She's scared to be vulnerable with him and open up with him because he has a tendency to cut and run. It's so easy for him to just cut it Mm -hmm. off and move on. So why would I want to like open myself up to that for him to be like, yeah, okay. Anyway, bye. So then they do the childhood letter thing. Uh, In Jasmine's letter, she talks about how she was bullied in middle school. Uh, At that time, her family moved to Memphis. And I guess the school where she went, people thought she was too prim and proper. So they made fun of her for it. Happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then Eris kind of, she talks a little bit more about that. And that's when Eris gives, he does pay her a compliment and says that it's really nice that You know, that being her experience, she is now using her time and influence to mentor young girls and empower them the way that she could have used when she was that age. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's great that she's really instilling them with confidence and that, you know, that's kind of what young girls need. So he commends her for doing that. And uh, he tells the cameras that he's ready to let it all out. I think that's the best way for our marriage to be successful. Blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. (laughs) I believe when you see it. Uh, That was the end of that. After that, that's when they do the Airsoft uh, Nerf bow and arrow thing. Mm -hmm. Then, the next scene we see of them, they're back at home. And I was like, Eris, who told you to put your mama and daddy's business all on TV? This was not your information to share. (laughs) I was like, I wouldn't want somebody reading my texts on TV. Like, what the Mm -hmm. hell? No. (laughs) but he reads a letter that his father had written to his mom uh he says that basically he doesn't know how long they had like been apart but they were on a break or whatever their situation was and his dad kind of wrote this heartfelt note talking about how he really loved the mom and really loved eris and missed being with them and wants to be a family and da 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 Mm mm-hmm which i don't know harris might be cut from the same cloth y'all be talking a lot but y'all be doing a lot
0: <laughs> you know after this note i was like this man is deeply troubled deeply deeply troubled that's
1: like when earlier he was like yeah i was talking to my therapist i'm like who the fuck is your therapist and when did you start seeing them today <laughs> you, need to, you need to go more and frequently <laughs> maybe you need to try better help there's lots of promo codes available <laughs> I don't know who you're talking to, but I don't know. Like a lot. A lot, a lot. Yeah, that that gave me a giggle. I was like, wait, what? Come again. <laughs> uh but yeah, he says that basically this letter holds like a place in his heart. Um, since his dad has passed away. Uh this is something that he just um, you know, looks on fondly just to as a memory of his dad. He says he has a picture of it on his phone and just Whenever he's thinking about his dad, he, you know, takes a look at it and mm-hmm. just, I guess, to feel the love. But after that, basically, Jasmine says that it felt good to have Eris kind of dig deep and open up to her. This is okay, opening the door a crack, a little mm-hmm. bit. There's like that little slim sliver, sliver of light coming through. You know, but, I also
0: thought like they're both feeling how they're feeling and yeah. sharing a bed. Like that's awkward. <laughs> Are they though? I I think so.
1: I think so. Mm. Oh, Just no. about. Yeah, I know. A little last bed too. little childish ass bed. <laughs> but anyway, that was basically it for them. Okay. She wants the marriage to last. Yeah, right.
0: We'll see. We'll see what pops off this next episode. Sexy episode. Sexy time. Mm-mm-mm. Sexy awkward. Yes. Sexy awesome.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> We got Shaquille with the ropes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. He said homeboy with
0: the feather, Clint. (laughs) (laughs) Gina was straight up going like I can't see you. (laughs) I know. I'm showing you. Mm. All right. Well, that's the show. Again, if you have any cheese man, go ahead and DM us on our social media. On Instagram, we are at Cheese McQueen's Podcast. And on Twitter, we are at Cheese McQueen's. On Wednesdays, Igby Live tweets the episode, and it's always a good time, so join her over there. Uh, If you enjoyed this podcast, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That helps other chismosos find us, so give us a shout-out. Anything else, Igby?
1: R.I.P. Selena. Can you believe it's almost been 30 years? Jesus, really?
0: Man, I I I feel old.
1: Today is 28th anniversary wow no i remember when it happened i remember watching the news during the whole standoff
0: me too wild way to bring us down you're welcome (laughs) all right y'all bye
1: see ya wouldn't want to be ya.
0: or i might i don't know you're (laughs) okay (laughs) calm down Oh, 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 oh,